1: Bad girl. They... is There's buggers over here.
2: <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief.
1: We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the
2: British. Second, Cornwallis.
1: Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable...
2: hello everybody happy wednesday to you it is november 29th 2023 this is kentucky roll call on big X radio roll tj walker nick rouse justin kalen coming live from a brand new mac computer oh so that's why you sound different uh, you all sound
1: no, no. It's not me. It's you all. You oh, all. it's us who sound different. You. It yeah. sounds like somebody was rowdy at Rupp
2: last night. Did you have yourself uh, Tuesday night? We were rowdy at Rupp last night for sure. Uh, it was awesome. Great time. Not a lot of sleep. Didn't get home till later than than we cared for. Uh, even though it was a game that you could leave early for, believe it or not. Cats okay, just absolutely dominated Miami. We're gonna be doing a radio show talking about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Scoots, how
0: are you, buddy? I am. I'm doing better than you. It sounds like I, I got some sleep last night. Went to bed about nine thirty. Uh, but no, I'm good. I was. I was pumped. That game last night was awesome. That's the one word I'm going to use today. Is and I don't mean it in a derogatory way. Kentucky is stupid. I mean they are stupid.
2: It's, it's, i'm offended i'm offended roush. it's gonna be, be a real fun season uh, i'm offended no offended. I, I totally i totally agree with you scoots and then you said 9 30 i was like well 9 30 you didn't say it for the end of the game it was like no no you you did uh not all of us had to drive home from lexington and, and get home around midnight ish or, or whatnot but yeah uh, it was it was a hell of a basketball game it was a lot of fun exactly what we were looking for nick roush how was your tuesday evening
1: it was it was great because it was stress-free watching the, the cats. Um, you know, aside from that, there wasn't a ton of um, other activities. It's just busy portaling season, um, you know. So, we're, we're having a good time uh, riding around and getting it. It's ours. We spend it. So, uh, yeah, I just – it was also one of those where, like, I, I hadn't – there was, like, a malaise over me. You know, you just have some of those where I, I think, like, the last few days just kind of caught up to me right in time for that game. So I wasn't all, like, juiced up, like, you know, got to be nervous drinking beers or anything. Like, I was cool, was calm, was collected. Just kind of sitting there in the recliner, like, ah, there go the cats again, just being awesome, being amazing. And there was, what, maybe one moment where you kind of had things get awry. But, like, for the most part, it was just cruise control ass-kicking the entire night. It was awesome.
2: It, it really was. My poor brother, two just ginormous U.K. sporting events in four days with his little bro. That could be a lot to handle for anybody. But, like, both of those games in the last four days, the U.K. U.L. football game, and then last night was just, I don't know, Roush not not to get too romantic on you, but it's just like what we have been looking for. Just yeah. so much yeah. what we have been looking for. We needed UK's, all, UK's offense on Saturday, just clicking and kind of doing what it needed to do. And the short play drives and the explosive plays. And it was like, ah, that's what we've been looking for and then holy smokes of course that's what we've been looking for in basketball roush because that's what any college basketball fan of any of the 372 teams or however many teams there are that's what they're looking for what we had last night that is like what any dream college basketball fan wants their team to look like that's what uk has this year does it mean a national championship? Does it mean that they're not going to lose other games? Of course, they're going to lose some more games. And it doesn't, nothing guarantees a national championship with the randomness of March Madness. But I, I feel like I said this in the summer after the global jams. I feel like I said this two weeks ago after the Kansas game. Like, give me my team. You take yours. I ain't trading anybody. Nobody. This is a fun team, Roush. It's a fun team that can do it in a bunch of different ways. And like I said yesterday, we're only in chapter one of chapter three. Uh, you know, I hope chapter two isn't like a George R. R. Martin red wedding sort of chapter or something like that. Like this is too much fun. I, I, I can't. I just want to watch this team play more basketball. Like, I wish they played tonight. I don't care if it was against cupcake. You, <laughs> I don't care if it was against Duke. Like, let me watch this group play basketball because they do it in such a beautiful way. They're so unselfish. They're so good at just making open shots, which they're going to get because they make the extra pass. They're, they're a real treat to watch. I, I feel like this is going to be Slop Fest 2023 on this morning's radio show because we're all just going to ooze about how great this team is. Understandably so. I, all right. So follow up on this. It was not UK UNC 2009 atmosphere. Oh, okay, okay. All right. There was a couple cor- the There was a couple corners that like weren't totally full. Huh. Like, and and I'm talking, and I'm talking like you could see like. a A barely half an open bench or something like that. So I'm talking very minuscule open attendance, but man, I thought it was going to be like shoulder to shoulder. We had a seat on the end of us. We had a seat on the other end of us. Like there were open, there were a few open seats. I didn't understand that because it was only like $30 to get in. It wasn't a nine o'clock game. I, I didn't understand why that place just wasn't shoulder to shoulder. That being said, I was totally wrong about it being like the UNC atmosphere. I'll own up to that. Roush, I was right about that being, this team's hey hey college basketball we're here you guys kind of overlooked us all year but, but we are here that was their moment last night and I was right about that
1: it was uh pretty incredible um and you you've had moments like this before um I specifically remember the 2015 team everybody had circled them as being a bunch of ass kickers, and then they just beat Kansas by like 35 in the Champions Classic. And people were like, oh, so who's going to beat this team? And took a long time to answer that question. Great point. Um, That's
2: a great comparison.
1: You, so we, we've had these moments, I mean, previously, and this was – to compare it to the, uh, I, the, the John Wall Carolina game, the way they kind of came out and blitzed them – um, I know that would ended up being more like a buffer zone game and was a little bit closer um, but to go back to your original point to TJ about how we really needed it this fan base was in a had a points problem right on football and basketball Kentucky averaged 74 points a game last year and I'm sure those splits are look much different against power conference opponents they labored at times over – as fun as watching Oscar Shebae rebound was, um, you know, if Kellen Grady wasn't hot, um, you know, th- th- there were times where they, they really labored offensively and you just didn't didn't feel the same. Same thing, like football, same thing, right? And then every year we have this November moment where you go in and the Champions Classic happens and you lose that and then you get your ass kicked by Georgia in football and there's just like a, a two-week malaise of just like, ugh, like this is just – like, can we just – can something good happen because everything bad is happening right now and you know what the script has been flipped kentucky goes out like you said scored 38 points in the governor's cup they bring the trophy back to Rupp Arena for the first tv timeout the cats put the blitz on them and aside from miami's 18 to 2 run which i didn't even it happened so quickly i heart like i like looked down it was like scrolling twitter and then i look up and i'm like wait how's the game close I think in that—that's when Reed Shepard hurt his ankle too. I didn't even see that happen. I don't. Same. I had
2: people texting me, being like, "Is he okay? Is he okay?" And I was like, "Well, if you know I'm at the game, then you should probably think I'm the last person to ask." <laughs> like, I have no idea. Like, I didn't right. think see it actually happen. Yeah, but yeah I, was, I was like getting text messages about that. I was like, "I have no idea." So, if there's updates on any of that stuff, like post game, I'll, I'll probably need you to. To, to fill me in on the uh, heats, I'll give you one guess what uh, Cal Perry's quote was. Uh, haven't seen him. We'll see. Yep. yep. Haven't seen him. Uh, but ankle. So, we'll, I guess we'll but did get he not more. come back in the game? Uh, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment and you're just rocking and rolling, you don't really notice that stuff.
1: Yeah. UK uh, announced that he would be out in the second half. They like, oh, gave geez, an official.
2: Please. Yeah. Like, he's out for the rest of the game. Um, so. So, no. UK injury history, it's probably amputated at this a- hour, at this moment. <laughs> probably hey, not we, even we, attached to the leg. We
1: can't, we can't let it get its two down, though, because that was awesome. And, I mean, I I, I didn't want to be the jinxy cat a couple weeks ago when I was like, you know, the way the injury history is, like you have multiple players that have one of those guards. You, you can you can put a Band-Aid on it for one of those guys for a little bit. If it's a sprained ankle,
2: three well, weeks. We, I mean, we, we talked about UK's depth as an advantage – Yesterday, we talked about how like, hey, Miami does a lot of the same things and they're really great on the perimeter and they're experienced. But I was like, where they're going to probably get got is all they're due. They it's five guys and then they don't have a bench. Yeah. So like, how long are they going to keep up? And I think when you saw that 18 to run, it was like, oh, man, this is Miami. Like, this is what they look like. But then the rest of the game, you just saw also like, OK, well, if they don't have any help from anywhere else, they're going to get tired. And when you're rolling in Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham to replace DJ Wagner and Antonio Reeves, and you got Justin Edwards and Adu Arrow, Adu was so good. He set the tone for that game, dude. Adu Arrow at the start of that game, getting all the baskets in the paint that he did, that opened up everything for the guards just because they were like, holy smokes, this six foot eight guard forward, I'm using air quotes, he's a forward, but he does play like a guard from time to time. This this 6 foot 8 forward is taking us off the dribble and putting his shoulder into us and scoring on in the paint. If he can do that, then what are these guards going to do? And as the game opened up, Miami wore down And UK's dudes just did what they do, and that's score the basketball. And they did it so frequently. They made it look so pretty, and it was really kind of across-the-board scoring. Yeah, I I meant to look that stuff up last night, but then you get home, and it's like 1230, and you're just like, okay, yeah. 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 Um, I I just cannot do that. A dude did get stuffed. I mean, that was
1: a a stuffed (laughs) crust pizza.
2: Holy crap. If
0: if he drops that, though, that is dunk of the college basketball season. No question.
2: Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of electric plays. There's a couple like Miami dunks and a couple of Miami attempts. That was just like, even Rupp Arena. That's what I love about Rupp Arena. It may not be the best atmosphere in college basketball. That's whatever. But holy smokes. It is like it's just such a smart basketball crowd. Like, yeah, in a pretty good yeah. place, even, <laughs> even if it's at UK's expense. When that dude tried to cram that one ball after taking, like, one or two steps and then he took off from nearly the elbow, The Arena was just like, oh. they almost wanted it to go in. They were like, oh, oh. <laughs> such a nasty cram. That game, I'd say it lived up to all of our expectations besides the fact that, like, I thought it was going to be close. Like, I I didn't think that Kentucky was just going to run away with it. But besides that, it was a good game. It was uh, fun played. There's only, like, a four-minute stretch where it was a rough show. That was really a – what was that ref doing running down Calipari? Like, what are we doing with that stuff? Did you all see that on TV or no?
1: Yeah, they briefly showed it before cutting away.
2: uh, He, like, ran to him and, like, pointed at him. Of course, Calipari was doing things that he shouldn't have been doing on his end. But for, like, an official to, like, run – at a coach it's just so embarrassing roush we, my brother was even like these are grown adults and like they're in their job and this is how they think that their job should be handled like running after somebody and trying to intimidate them or trying to like show them or i'm gonna tee you up if you do this such embarrassing but besides that they did a good job
1: yeah pat adams there's some mentions of him on the thorns text on um, if you were up late enjoying the spoils of victory Stop on in the Thorns, fuel up your day the right way at any one of their 17,03364 locations in your neighborhood here in the great state of Kentucky. Uh you you mentioned a dude playing awesome. I I mean obviously it's the Reed Shepard game and Rob is great, but I, one person who's not going to get talked about, but I actually think it's a good thing. Justin Edwards was doing little things correctly. And if that one three if he gets that off, too, I mean, it was like, it was so, I mean, it was two tenths of a second off, right? and that, that ball is out of his fingertips. It was the right call and replay review. But to see him scrap right and, and really attack the offensive glass, um, because Kentucky, they, they were getting second chance points there for that stretch in the first quarter that really kind of got them rolling. I know uh, the crowd, like you said, did quiet when they had that dunk down the middle of the lane um, from Miami. But uh, having Edwards do all the little things, I think, is – that's just great that he's taking his medicine right now because I think long-term, that's what – when you start stacking up a bunch of little things, the big things don't become so big in your mind. And I I think that's kind of probably what happened early on in the year for him where you're stressing, you're you're straining, you want to make every big play. Just do the little things, Justin. Get the tip-ins at the rim. Um, grab some rebounds finish um uh, there was really only one play where he didn't finish the ball just kind of rolled around in the rim there but uh he he was one of those 11 points three boards in 28 minutes like it was just a solid performance but I do think he's trending in the right direction Mm -hmm. which I agree which like that's that's the that's the goal for him because you know what he doesn't have to because holy crap Reed Shepard is so freaking good at basketball. Like, how is uh, – I? and to have the whole college basketball world, TJ, I know you probably weren't uh, with all the other Petritos last night. Like, that's no, a great
2: reference to Petritos. Love that. And all
1: of the other just people in college basketball media. But uh, the, Myron Medcalf said, you know, he's not the first son of a former great player to go to his alma mater and have pressure on him. But has anyone handled it as well as him this early? I mean, he is—he is out of his mind right now. Where, uh, I, TJ, I've—I've I've got come to the point now where I just—I'm kind of expecting like when when he has the ball, particularly in transition, and he's driving, <laughs> it's a bucket, it's a bucket. Something crazy is going to happen, like something incredible. Even the play that. It may not uh, even have been him scoring, but he's going to pass. He's just so smart. His passes are great. And there was, there was one play in particular where nothing happened, but he threw an outlet pass from the baseline in the, the front court to Antonio Reeves on the wing. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't see, I don't see what's happening. Cause it's <laughs> <type of streak. laughs>
2: Oh my God, I was going like, to say the exact same thing.
1: Like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And, Nothing happened. They just got the ball down the court quicker. Miami sprinted back. But that's just the the, the Reed <laughs> Shepherd experience is so much fun. And there's this thing is a, a locomotive that can't be slowed down.
0: We everybody yeah, always sent, talks like such everybody always talks about how when Antonio Reeves shoots they think it's going in. How about Reed Shepard? Every time that kid shoots the ball, I'm like, okay, that's going in. And I actually just looked up his stats. Shooting 63.3% from three this year. I'll say that again. 63.3% from three. It's
1: unbelievable. He was five of nine,
2: and I think that's the most missed threes he's had in a game. And he hit five. Easily, easily the most missed threes that he had. And when he took that one from, like, 27 feet and it nearly went in, Uh, Again, there would have been undergarments on the floor had that (laughs) shotgun in. It's just – Roush, like, we do – we sound like such little, like, schoolgirls talking about how good of a player he is. But, like, for fans of just, like, good basketball, Reed Shepard is – pardon my French, but he's just like a – he's not a dry dream he'd be the opposite of that like oh my god he just makes the right play almost every time and even if a shot doesn't go in it like almost does right like it hits every part of the rim and nearly goes in there's and again like you do radio every day for over 10 years you're you know you watch basketball games you're like oh you need to do that i get it i don't have all the answers but like Sometimes you think that you do, and I admit that we're totally wrong when we think that we have all the answers and whatnot. But Rosh, there's times where I'm watching Reed, and like in your brain, you can't help it. Just as like somebody that's played the sport, obviously not near the level that Reed Shepard ever would play it. But just like when you're processing the game, you are thinking like, "Here's what I would do," or "Here's what you need to do." And with Reed, he falls in like the category of Tyler Ulyss, where it's just like. Actually, no. He's smarter than I. Like, just watch, dude. Like, don't try, don't try to think about what he's doing. Just watch. He he is. He knows this game better than you could ever ever know it. He knows where to go. He knows where his teammates are going to be. He knows how to feed people, and then he just like. That even some of the steals he had, you know, he was getting, he was picking the pocket of big guys just in the paint because he sees the ball so well. And maybe that comes from his mom, which Calipari is always so quick to bring up, or commentators always so quick to bring up. I don't care who he got his jeans from. That dude is a gift to basketball. And right. Roush, I think we're only going to see him for a year. And I think that's going to break the brains of UK fans.
1: Uh, you know, nil is a powerful tool. So, you know, we don't have to. We don't have to spend all year. We we can enjoy it without having to worry if it's one year or two years or whatever it may be. Um you, you haven't seen the broadcast, but we also get the the Jeff and Stacy experience on our TVs too. Oh, I mean it's no, no man. there. It, it's it's gonna dwarf the Donna Smith cameos. So We're gonna get sure. them all.
0: Speaking of Jeff and Stacy, Stacy was definitely the enforcer in the house, right? I mean she <laughs> yeah. she looks like a badass. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Uh, She just she's got that look about her. Like, you know, when Reed was in trouble, it was her that was doing the doing the The grounding. Yeah. Yeah. You can't imagine
2: Reed ever getting in trouble. He probably would have just worked his way out of it one way or another. (laughs) He would
1: have found his way out of trouble. Yeah, no 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 crap. He's a freaking wizard. I also um like while all of this is happening too, Rob Dillingham, like You almost take for granted some of the passes that
2: Rob Dillingham has. The wraparound pick and rolls, where you're just like, "How in the?" But Roush, before you even continue, him and DJ in this backcourt, they're not going to work out together. You know that. I know that. (laughs) They can't play together. Although I am surprised to see DJ only played ten minutes if that box score is accurate. I thought. I mean, I knew he didn't play a ton, but it was only ten minutes. He got hurt early. Yeah, he played like five minutes
1: comes back in for, you know, five more. And that the injury happened with uh, oh, just okay. under the four media timeout. So
2: so that was that. Okay. Okay. I didn't realize that that it was... happened so early too. Yeah. I, I just completely, I saw. Um, if you would have told Jack... me Jordan Burks almost played as many minutes as DJ Wagner I would have been like, all right, well, I'll put a, put some money on Miami, I guess. Like, uh, you know, that would have yeah. surprised me.
1: But I didn't, I didn't know what happened until I saw Jack's halftime post like, DJ Wagner injured in first half because Kentucky leaves. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? You didn't uh, see that, Roush? I it just totally degraded. My wife I did, was in I there mean, at the
2: game. I had no idea.
1: It was weird. Yeah, yeah he just
0: he just it I looked just... like he just landed wrong when he went up for a layup, came down on it. And initially, he was holding his knee. I thought it was a knee issue. And me and Gil, oh, kind, me and Gil, kind of looked at each other like, "Oh no, that's not good." But then he he got up and he was walking on it. It seemed like an ankle injury. So that's that's what yeah. I assumed it was. But the weird thing about it was, I thought Kentucky looked better without him. And, and DJ's been playing as good as anyone the last few games, but I thought the team looked better without him. And I, I wanted to get your all's opinion because after watching that Marshall game and it was so much fun and there was so much movement on offense and fluidity the entirety of the game, Last night kind of seemed flat in terms of the way they started the game. First 10, 15 minutes, there didn't seem like much motion on offense. And then when we got towards the end of the first half and into the second half, they did start moving more offensively. You had guys off the ball moving, trying to get open. So I I, I just wanted to know if you all saw that same thing, because the beginning of that game for me was kind of hard to watch because it was completely opposite of what we saw against Marshall.
2: I think I told him myself a little bit, like in the sense that I didn't really notice a difference with UK just because they were rocking and rolling throughout the night. So like being at the game, sometimes you don't get the same perspective being watching on TV. You get drunk but, in the, in the, but again, hot. like yeah. I, you know, I knew he, he went out and, you know, come to think of it. It was like when UK was rocking and rolling in the second half, he wasn't necessarily a part of it. Um, but, Scooch, I don't know. It's hard to argue with you because, like, what you're saying is accurate. It's just whether did the rest of the guys step up or is this, like, a causation sort of deal? I I, I don't know. Um, I, I still like DJ to be in the game to push the pace, and I thought when he was in the game, he was still getting into good spots on the court, although he missed a shot. I think he made one, though. But, I, I don't know to, to answer your for, question. For I'm what it's worth,
0: it. for what it's worth, that was two different questions. I'm not saying that that, that happened because yeah. DJ went out. I just because even when DJ was in there at the start of the game, I just didn't think they were moving offensively like we saw in that well, Marshall game.
1: My my thing is, Scoots. I think there is a feeling out period for this team a little bit, and you, you, TJ's talked about slow starts against good teams previously because um, they had a slow start against St. Joe's. That was a close game that went to overtime. They had a slow start uh, against Kansas in the Champions Classic. But I do think some of it is feeling out how they're guarding you, how you're guarding them, uh, and and also using your defense to create. Because, like, really, I feel like a lot of their great ball movement, uh, it, it all starts with getting a bucket in transition and really kind of lighting the fuse. I, I think it just takes them a little bit to light the fuse. And, you know, um, I, I guess you are right to an extent, Scoots. They scored 23 less points than they did than the, the against Marshall. So, disappointing performance. Uh,
2: I did uh, want to get, I, I
1: get to 100, I mean... though, TJ. I wanted them to <laughs> – just like – because they really – you know, they were just kind of running the clock out at the end. But I'm like, right, just get to 100. Like, come on, let's keep doing this. Kentucky now um, their average dropped to 94.4 points per game this year only 94.4 points per game wait so that hurt
2: the game. average last night
1: yeah it really did
2: brought him down that's scoots let me ask you this as a non-kentucky fan like are, are you prepared for how annoying everything's gonna be for the next <laughs> few months
0: if the team keeps rolling like this n- yes I am prepared because it's been a lot okay. of fun and and that's I've never been a big homework guy But that's been really fun homework, you know? It's like you're in school and the teacher gives you the homework assignment to go home and watch a movie instead of write a paper, and you're like, oh, hell yeah, I can't wait to do this homework. That's kind of how I feel about Kentucky. So as long as we're avoiding the negatives that we've had in, in past years, the... Cal can't coach. Cal can't do out-of-bounds plays. Why is this person doing this? Why is this person doing that? As long as we avoid all the negatives and just enjoy this team for what it is and sit back and enjoy the ride and watch how fun it's going to be, then yeah, hell, yeah, I'm prepared. It's it's going to be a fun year.
2: Well, that's not the way this fan base works. We're going to be, like, critical, and there's going to be infighting all, every step of the way. But I do think at our core – at the like I do think it's probably going to be a more fun regular season than we've had in a good bit which as roll callers we deserve we've been through we've been through, through some rough seasons here or there but I think at the end of the day everybody's just gonna say hey come March whether we have a one next to our name a two or even if it's a three like you know bring it on we'll be ready to go this team will drop some road games they'll get bad whistles or something like that but I really and Kansas was able to do it, and Hunter Dickinson had an unbelievable game. And I was frustrated with the way that that one closed out. But bring on anybody, bring on any team in the country with this UK basketball team. And I don't know if you're going to see another team that can match UK from a guard perspective, like Miami could, and they and they got ran out of the gym. That was at Rupp Arena, and Miami's. There's going to be teams that you're going to play that are going to have more depth and maybe more NBA talent than Miami. But like that's a that's a team that got. That has three guards that are really, really, really good, and uh, Roush they they look significantly worse than UK's guards yesterday. I mean, if that is truly one of the better backcourts in the country, this UK <laughs> team just made them look like a JV squad. Uh, this is a great Kim Palm tweet yeah. that uh,
1: said something along the lines of when you're a media darling like Miami um, and you get shellacked by a good team it, it doesn't say anything about miami it says something about kentucky right so you had jeff
2: Goodbum having to say nice things about kentucky uh, yeah, but- That was gonna be my question is like what was the internet reaction as it was going on i didn't have service and we were having fun and enjoying each other's company but like you know what was the internet reaction to this welcome to college basketball it, moment
1: it was very much a Oh, my gosh, Kentucky is so back. They're fun again. Like, it, it the the people who want uh, to take down Cal at a moment's notice can't even if they try. I mean, they, they joined in with the rest of the Big Blue Nation in a sort of, oh, my gosh, this team's really good and really fun. And you've even got, like, Jonathan Giovanni, who we know is probably one of – he not a cow guy even him tweeting about how awesome reed Shepard is like there's just a you, you can't help it kentucky's just that good and they're that fun and i think that's the the part that makes it feel different is it's not just you're winning big it's the manner in which you just look so much fun and that's and i think that's the part where the the cow hater like when dana O'Neill is writing her stories and she's getting her archaic offense quotes and there's all this um I, even she is t- complimenting it, and I think it's because it's they're they're playing the way that they are, where it's up and down, it's real spread out. The guards are just attacking, and it's getting back to kind of the the dribble drive that made Calipari who he is, where it's very free flowing, and you have some elite level guards that have the freedom to get to the rim whenever they choose.
2: Yeah, well, and we're gonna take a break here in a moment, and then we're gonna do our grab and go textures when we come back from our break on the Thornton's tax line, 502-414-1450. What's, uh, what's Sean Vincell's deal? Hoop Insight, what's his deal? Oh, is he the one holdout? Well, he's just like, Calipari's still a bum. It wasn't him that changed this. It was John Welch.
1: Well, you yeah. got to give him credit for uh, I the
2: results are the results. You got to give him credit. I'm about for- ready to like break my brain with this UK offense conversation. Folks, he's got dominant guards. Like, this is not a different style of play thing. While it is, because they're playing differently, this is just what they do. Calipari has always been super flexible with his team and trying to play to their strengths. And I think the most comparable to this team is, like, Fox and Monk. But after Fox and Monk, Briscoe could get into the paint, but he couldn't do anything once he was in it. Like, this team is built differently. They've got guards that can run, and all of them can shoot, and all of them can get to the rim and take their guys off their dribble. This is not a new style. This is not like John Calipari changing his offensive philosophy. And it breaks my freaking brain when people think that. They're like, oh my goodness, finally, he's a ad- he's adopted to modern college basketball. No, he's got three to four guards at any time he can put out on the court that can score from literally anywhere. Well, they, they anyway, actually, they're going to spread the floor.
0: They actually brought that up last night on the broadcast. They said that they're not – Cal's not making these guys play within a system. He built the system around them. I thought that was really interesting.
1: Well, uh, and that 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 goes—it's roster building. Like, there's part of it that Cal deserves a ton of credit for for roster building. He knows uh, uh, he deserves credit for bringing in John Welch, who has expertise in that area. Like, uh, when Mark Stoops, I agree with all. The, I agree with all. You of know that. what I mean? Like, he—the head coach deserves credit for
2: hiring the good coordinator that fixes the offense. But it, you know, it's almost like having a seven foot eight player and being like, man, we're scoring more in the paint. We said we had to get the ball inside and now we're doing it. It's like, well, yeah, you got somebody that is seven foot eight, like UK shooting more threes. Good. We should be shooting more threes with this team. We should be playing faster. They can get up and down the floor in a blink of an eye before people even leave the paint on the other end of the floor. Like they're, they should play fast. They should get up a bunch of shots and they should make them. And, And they did against Miami. Uh, we This is another Kentucky roll call that could probably go four or five hours today. We don't. We only got two, so we need to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to do the morning grab-and-go textures from the Thornton's text line. You pop in a Thornton's today. Bundle up. Still chilly outside, although we'll get warmer throughout the day today, which is nice. Cats dominate the Miami Hurricanes, and uh, mm. I'm not sure if y'all can tell. We're pretty excited about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Trading. Radio. We'll be right back.
0: spin.
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. <laughs> The best freaking team in all the land. woo
2: Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Big Win Wednesday is what we call it around these parts. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your hump day. This week's going to probably go by pretty quickly with UK rocking and rolling. We appreciate you tuning in. We're going to get to some text messages here first. But, Scoots, you want to tell everybody about Salsaritas?
0: I sure would love to. Yeah, there's two locations here in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthew's. Middletown's got a drive through St. Matthew's, nice big patio to sit out on. It's a chilly day, so maybe grab your scarves if you're going to go sit out on the patio at St. Matthew's. But delicious options at both Ritas. Wildly addictive chips. You've got quesadillas, tacos, burritos, burrito bowls, and that delicious blue Powerade. You can get all that at Salsaritas. Insider tip from One Scooter Dingus. Get the extra seasoning for the wildly addictive chips. Put that on your chips. Put that on your meal. Put it on everything because that stuff is amazing. Salsaritas, give them a try. Today, it is delicious.
2: Well done, Scoots. We love Salsaritas. You do as well. Remember, double points after 6 o'clock through the rest of the year. And those points with the Salseritas app, it'll get you free food faster, which is always a great thing. Who doesn't like free, delicious food? Dylan Ballard sent us a picture of the DJ Wagner injury that he took. He's great at taking those pictures. Uh, definitely looks like a knee in that picture that he's holding, Ralph.
1: Yeah. Um, I also I sent you uh, somebody grabbed uh, a lip reading of DJ Wagner, and it looks like he's saying it's broke, bro um yeah i thought i saw that court. too
0: I, I i read his mouth i thought he said something like that as well
1: the good news is is i i think every person that's ever had a bad ankle sprain always thinks that it's broken right away um i've actually broken it and like it's there's like a oh that was that was not fun and it was like a you hear the <laughs> so hopefully just a sprain or do we want it to be broken what's better tj uh,
2: people so- say they, they say sometimes a break is better than, like, a nasty high sprain, a high ankle sprain that can keep you out, like, two months. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm seeing that video for the first time just like anybody else is, or not like anybody else is, like everybody else saw at 830 last night. Uh, new to me, unfortunately. Yeah, not, not ideal. Like, not yeah. ideal. I don't know the extent of it. I wish he would have came back. Uh, Dylan said he went back on the bike, which is – not you know it's better than like yeah, having it wh- fall off your leg but
1: especially if uh they were in the locker room which means x-rays were negative and then um another tweet here training staff member just came over to the players section to talk to Gigi's family in front of me quote he's fine so you know it might just be a couple week thing uh Who but sent hey, that? Who, where'd you get that one from that was uh dylan shared it with us from great peters dylan ballard just really doing a great job being ks krc's uh Reporter what? on the scene. Which what letter
2: did you say after the K? Excuse me?
1: KRC is reporter yeah, from the that's scene. Exactly which... what you said, buddy. All right. Exactly so what you, said. you mentioned this in the first segment, TJ, about how we're going to be difficult to deal with because we're just going to be.
2: Per usual, but yes.
1: Yeah. Justin, you're a technological expert. Is there any way you can sort of set up the board to where during the Rutherford show, we can just crash the party at any. It can be like our bat phone where we just crash the party. And just like give him a, hey is uh is DJ Wagner transferring to Louisville tonight? Is that the only chance they got to win? You know, like can we just? I, is there set
0: up? I'm not going to be a part of that, only due to the fact that I was a part of the whole bobblehead thing. And Mike's Mike's probably still a little mad at me about that. So yeah. I,
2: well, and your little how and your little Howard bit. And well, was that me? I though? can't believe I. Well, I mean, <laughs> was that me? It was that little wrote the
0: Howard. Bit? It was little Howard. I, 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 I can't believe ready. I can't ready. believe
2: they responded in the immature way that they did. <laughs> we can't we can't bring it up on air. Nope. We can't show pictures on air. Nope. But what they did to our sweet little note for them was a very low class, low grade move that you'd expect Roush from a bunch of well, losers. You,
0: you got to give them credit though because they didn't do anything to Lil' Howard. They actually put him back in his spot, wrapped as in the Kentucky scarf. Oh, I, I've <laughs> confirmed it. He he is back where he belongs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're, I don't know. They're, they may have done something I can't see.
2: I will have one rebuttal to the Rutherford show, and this is 100% truthful. Mike was like, TJ was excited when it looked like Stoops was going to leave. He sent a dancing UK gif when it was going down. I swear to everything that's holy, and I don't know, you know, I'm not a liar either, so that, that matters as well. Uh, that was me waking up from my nap, just being like, Cats beat of L, baby. It's still so sweet. He took that as like me being happy that Stoops had taken the A job briefly <laughs> or it looked like he was going to leave a and promise you, at that point in that juncture of my life, I did not know that that was like a thing.
0: That was, was waking
2: up from I was waking up from uh, four hours of u k dominating U of L and basking in that glory. That was just like a waking up and still feeling good sort of deal. It was not in regards to Stoops. I would have been okay if he had left. Like I wouldn't have been heartbroken. But I think ultimately I wanted him to stay. But I don't know. We talked about that Monday plenty.
0: That was yeah. just bad timing on your part then. Because I when I saw more that when I saw that on Twitter the other night, I thought the same exact thing. I was like, okay, TJ's happy. Uh,
2: I feel like I had a couple replies instantly that were just like, so you're excited about it? Who do we get next? Who's going to be there? And I was just like, uh, wait, hold on. What's going on? Oh, he's actually leaving? Oh, well, let me catch up on this stuff. No, it had nothing to do with that. Uh, and then I guess I'll, I'll make one more statement. They were saying how – Wrong I was to say that they would rather have the UK win than the ACC championship game. Oh, no.
1: My wife was in
2: the car with me, and she was like, who is this guy? Why does he think he knows what he's talking about? First off, you seem like a very pleasant woman. Uh, You're a traitor to your state. You're from rural Kentucky, and you are and you just converted to a Louisville fan because Gross. Mike Rutherford made you? Oh, my God. Oh, have, wow. some, have some class, first and foremost. And then secondly, you all can lie to yourself all you want that you'd rather win the ACC championship game. The good news is you're going to lose both of them, so it's not going to be <laughs> like an either-or sort of deal. You're going to lose both of them. But if you want to lie to yourself and say that you're all right with the U.K. loss, then I'm not going to fight you on it. Like, that's fine. I, I know that you're lying. You'd much rather have that U.K. win. Uh, and, and it's just – and even if you're like, I'm not lying, that's really my opinion. Or your opinion's wrong. Like a Florida State loss does nothing for you. Nothing at all. It gets you to the Orange Bowl. A U.K. loss, well, you know what that gets you. And you're going to live it every day for the next 366 days? Yeah. It'll be – oh, maybe, maybe it's a leap year coming up, so maybe it's 67. I don't know. Ooh. Thanksgiving was a year ago yesterday. Like in a year, it'll be Thanksgiving. So today will be Black Friday in a year.
1: Oh, yeah one of my so that favorite
2: it means we beat, beat of L again a year from tomorrow yeah
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be fun that'll be at the Kroeg. um I, I love some of the old tweets folks are finding there was one that was reed shepherd is not better than trenton flowers and it was when they were really on their on what are they what, off three kick because mm-hmm. he was he was ranked higher in the on three rankings what's, what's trenton flowers doing
2: well he's down and under oh Got bench, But the, not doing point guard anymore. That experiment's over. He went to Australia to be a point guard, and then, like, after two games, they were like, well, no. But he didn't come back to Louisville. It stinks for it stinks for them. Let's get to the morning grab-and-go textures here on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texture says, Scoots, you sound like you're in a cave.
0: Yeah, I got it. I got it wonders. corrected. T, uh, Trevor ran the board for a say next game last night. He changed some of my settings, and I didn't pay attention to him. So, we're good now. I did talk to Trevor
2: on the phone. Like, right when we got home, we chatted for a little bit. Just had to rave about how great Kentucky was. <laughs> he He's on he's on board with it, although I gave him crap about his bad UofL takes. But, again, Trevor, good radio week for that dude. He, he's in his element. When is losing, he's at his best, and that's why it's been a good few years for him.
1: The... Um, you. you... You mentioned it, the the Shamrocks. I got beef with them. They beat my Colts in overtime by two points last night. Mm-hmm. Great game. They had some kids score 40, and then the sales had a kid, Damon King, scored 37. So, uh, high school basketball, back in the state of Kentucky. I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Travis Perry had 36 in his opening night win. So, we got two more, I, two more weekends work. of high school football, and then it's all high school hoops across the state.
2: You know, this is like the guy who replaces Lombardi at Green Bay and like hey, the guy who's gonna replace Cal at UK. Travis Perry having to come in and be the white Kentuckian after Reed Shepard's just unfair to that dude.
1: <laughs> and he and he I'm pretty sure didn't didn't Line County beat North Laurel last year when they played? Pretty sure. Yeah. 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 And then like Travis Perry's
2: the all time scoring leader, so like it's a uh... –
1: it's, it's a, people are going to have like this be.
2: expectation though. I mean, Reed Shepard's going to be in the NBA sooner than later and rightfully so. Like is Travis Perry ever in the NBA? I'm not saying that to be mean to him. Maybe he is. I mean, people were wrong about Reed and, and didn't give him his flowers, his Trenton flowers that he deserved. But um, Travis is going to have some bigger shoes to fill. It's not going to be fair to him. He's going to be a good player, I think. And I'm glad that he's at UK for all the reasons we said when he committed, it was a surprise commitment. Uh, but, like, people are going to have this expectation that he should be UK's best player. Is and it? He's not. TJ,
0: I get what you're saying, and, and I totally agree, but isn't that kind of similar to what we were saying about Reed coming into this year? Like, he's got to play with Dillingham and Wagner and Justin Edwards. Like, wait, <laughs> is he even going to have a spot in this team, or he'll get spot minutes here or there? And now he's best player on the team.
2: So, well, yeah, y- yes and no. You I mean, can outplay I- your
0: expectations
2: no doubt about that. You're spot on. I I do think our show said that like, Hey, he's going to be a bigger player than people think. Like you're not going to not be able to keep this dude on the floor. I never would have thought he'd be UK's best player ever. And, and again, maybe he's not. Although like, I think that he is most consistent, but maybe he's not, you know, we're still early into the season and people are going to get better and people are going to grow, but he will get better too. And he will grow as well. And I, I, you know, I don't care. I don't really care. Like, I love that you got Reeves and you got Reed and you got uh, Dillingham and you've got DJ. It's just, you got so many different options and all of them are pretty good. All of them do things slightly differently, but but Reed is really, really fun to watch. A texter on the first segment says, do you worry DJ Wagner is going to be left behind where the fan base actively wants him benched? I don't know if the fan base does actively want him benched, plumly bro.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're getting like, you know, cart for that horse there, because um, there's plenty of uh, plenty of minutes to go around. I mean, <laughs> a lot of guards. I mean, now could he? Could it be a situation where people at the end of games are wanting uh, him on the sideline versus Rob or something like that? Yeah, I could see that happening. But we got we got a long way to go, Plummy, bro. No need to, no need to. Uh, th- that's the reaction that I'm. Last night was so much fun. I, I'm not going to jump all the way to that conclusion. It, just, it's a, it was a fun win last
2: night. A lot of fun. The texter says, two things. Reed Shepard's the engine that drives UK on the court, and could Pat Adams be any more petty than he was last night?
1: Um, that's just, you know, that's what you come to know and love from college basketball officials. They love to make their presence felt, even in the middle of a fun game like that. I uh I I don't I don't know the other. No, you're
2: you're good. Sorry, I was on yeah, I was okay. trying to unmute myself and couldn't do it quick enough. A texter says, "Fellas, oh, this from Levi. Hey, Levi. I don't think I've heard Rupp that loud in quite a while. Interested in seeing what TJ has to say about it in person. Also, Pat Adams is a ginormous goober. You all have a great one. Uh, it, it was a good atmosphere. Right? It wasn't the level ten that I was saying yesterday. It's probably level nine or level eight, but. It was a good atmosphere. It was a good crowd, but also Roush. I think part of it is like when you're about 20 in the second half, what's the what's the crowd supposed to do?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. Like- the um the the early roars were awesome, and I know you were there. I I can't think of a game last year, but the the biggest pop that I remember uh, since COVID was the Kellen Grady three to cap off the comeback at Alabama right before half. They were yeah, down 20 some odd points, and great. You know, Cats going to run, and Grady hits that shot. Uh, right before halftime to take the lead. And that was an awesome crowd pop. I think we got some similar ones last night.
2: Gil was uh, disappointed last the- night. Ellison last night, by the way, I'm pretty sure.
0: Gil was disappointed. You all were up, I think it was five in the first half. Maybe it was like 16 to 11. And he just looks over at me. He was like, Kentucky fans are so weird. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, we're up five against the number eight team in the country, and that place is like a ghost town. He was like, make some noise. I don't,
2: oh, know if I, agree. I don't know if I agree with Gil there. <laughs> like, again, when the crowd needed to be into it, it was good. It's just, it wasn't like 40 minutes of yeah. nonstop noise and
0: hostility. I think it that's was, what he was expecting.
2: Yeah. And, I, I, you know, there's part of me that was expecting that too. But, like, gosh, sometimes this team, you just want to shut up and watch them. Like, just watch what they're going to do because it's going to be something fun. We need to take our – I'll try to get one more in here. We need to take our daily double break. This team's so fun to watch. Bradshaw also looked pretty good in his workouts, feels like we can dream big. That's, again, that's a whole other thing. What does Chapter 2 look like with this team? What do they do once they get a seven-footer? Although, I was telling my brother last night, like, I I, – you know, however it looks, I can't wait to find out. But if it doesn't look as good, like, we know what this looks like. We know what it looks like with Trey Mitchell running the show down low and a dude, The Arrow, and Justin Edwards kind of splitting time there at the floor. Jordan Burks getting some minutes. But we'll see. We'll see. And, and maybe Aaron Bradshaw's like legitimately a top 10 pick. Imagine this team adding a top 10 pick. Good night, Nancy. This is Kentucky Roll Call, hour number two, coming up roll next roll on Big X Radio.
1: No Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it
1: is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started,
2: bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and the best producer in all of radio, Justin Kalin here on the second hour of your Hump Day edition of KRC. Hump day? The Cats absolutely waxed the canes, and it it was fun. I, I, you know, I don't care what the haters or losers said. Last night was a good time for all involved. So, great time to be doing UK Sports Radio. Happy to be doing it. Roush, I was talking with Trevor yesterday. UK's never lost to L in football since KRC has existed. Wait, say that again? UK has never lost to the University of Louisville in football since you and I have done a radio program together.
1: Wow, and we've been doing radio together for... Almost six time. years, coming up.
2: No, it'll be, uh, 17, 18... That,
1: no, that's, we started that, in 18. That's, that's a lot of years. Mm-hmm. That's so many years. Surely Louisville's won... Wait, that can't be right.
2: Yeah, I imagine that, like deputy doofus, or you know, there's some U of L fans out there. They're like, "Well, I'm gonna find the podcast where U of L beat you all. I bet you guys were seeing a different." It doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Uh... And the sad thing is, like, we could say that like they hadn't beaten us in basketball or football if not for the BJ Boston Olivier Sar one, uh, no. one of U one of U L's better teams in. Actually, they ended up being, like, the first. Remember that they were, like, the NCAA tournament. We're going to release the first eight teams that didn't get in just in case there's a COVID cancellation. And UofL was the first team to, like, be on the reserves list. Yeah. Oh, and then true. and then they were, like, but you have until Tuesday at midnight. And I think it was, like, Wednesday at, like, 7 a.m. A team was, like, yeah, we're out. Yeah. Like, we can't play. And it would have been UofL. And I think the year
1: before was when they were in the NCAA tournament, but they were eliminated. So, like, they were
2: they – were By the- Richard Bettino, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Minnesota was the worst three-point shooting team of the tournament. They hit, like, 11 threes against Chris Mack. Oh,
2: man. Oh, man. That was
1: rich. That was get rich. You-
2: get your text into the Thornton's text line, 5024141450. Big one tonight for the cards. You may be saying ACC, SEC challenge. Who do the cards have? Do they have Vanderbilt? Do they get Tennessee coming to town? Uh, well, news to me, Scoots, I didn't know Bellarmine joined the SEC.
0: Oh, it is Bellarmine-Louisville night. Hell yeah. I well, forgot about yeah, that. It is hell over yeah. over the city. Let's go. Uh, the
2: Derby City battle. Of course, Bragging rights on the line. Which one of these two teams, which one of these two programs is the better one in the, the beautiful city of Louisville? I have, we'll find out tonight at 8 o'clock.
0: I have yet to watch Bellarmine this year, but I have listened to a few other broadcasts with Spears on the call. But I am... Can tell you with one hundred percent certainty, I am betting on the Knights tonight. Let's go.
1: I mean, but here's the thing, Scoots. Bellarmine's not—they're not good. No, they're good. So if,
2: they're better than Louisville. I think they may be better than Louisville.
1: But they're but like they're they're not. This is a worse Bellerman team than last year.
2: Much worse. They. I got some news about U of L for you. The thing <laughs> is, though, like, do you think West Virginia is a better team than U of L? And if you think that the answer to that question is yes, then Bellarmine can definitely beat U of L because they played better than West Virginia. I watched a lot of that second half. The, it, Bellarmine's missing one score. They're my they're my secondary team. I'm watching them, folks. I'm keeping up with them. They're they're missing just one kind of go to score. Yeah. Which if you're yeah. like a small D one school rouse, you're lucky to have one a lot of times. But if they had one more, they'd be. I mean, they would probably win their conference again. They probably won't now. But if they were they are one scorer away.
1: The um... The one, the one time I got to watch him, um, Ben Johnson was their best, but he was – I mean, he's a, kind of a streaky three-point shooter, so you're yeah. right. They're, they're kind of – they they they're, they have a decent point guard, but he's not their best scoring option. And they're also their bigs out for the year.
2: He, he, that, that makes everything so much tougher, and you saw that in the West Virginia game, but they still – like, they, they controlled the pace. They I know West Virginia's a mess. They're not a good team by any stretch of the imagination, but neither is L. Here's a hot take. Here's a hot take for you. Okay. U of L loses tonight. They lose by like eight or 10. It's not it like, you know, it's not a last second shot sort of deal. And Kenny Payne's fired tomorrow.
0: Whoa. Really? That is hot. Very this hot. This will be
2: Kenny Payne's last game at U of L tonight.
1: Is he going to be asking why they scheduled them?
2: It's such a hot take. And I'm like, definitively going to be wrong about it. But like, he, he's not going to be the coach for the UK U of L game. They're just not going to let that happen. What they're going to do is they're going to. They're going to let him go, and they're going to, like – I don't know if it's going to be David Padgett. They're going to get somebody with, like, fire and heart, and they're going to try to make sure that that lower level and that entire KFC Yum Center is not totally blue. They're going to try to, like, do a shot in the arm and, like, hey, we know we're going to lose, but we got a, we got our guy in there now. Somebody that wants – although Kenny Payne was supposed to be their guy. I know. That's Just, what I mean. So, like, who – Kenny Payne's not going to be the coach when they play UK. The, the okay.
0: one thing I can – I can see this happening, TJ, is the fact that Bellarmine plays extremely disciplined basketball. They All their guys know where they need to be on the floor at all times. Their, Great passing game. Their, their offense is just so fluid, whereas – Louisville's completely opposite. Those guys have no clue where they need to be on the floor at any point during the game. So I could actually see that happening if Louisville loses this game tonight because it's going to just be so much more aesthetically pleasing on Bellarmine's side of things where I could see you get that outcry like Louisville. Oh, we want to play that style of basketball. Kenny, you're not getting it done. You're never going to play this style of basketball here. Let's just cut ties now. I I could see that.
2: Yeah, and his press conferences are just like brutal. There there's no answer. There's no there's not even like the smallest little pulse in recruiting either, which is like if you're Josh Hurd, besides the fact that like you want to be nice to Kenny Payne cuz you want to be appreciative for everything he's given to the University of Louisville, the the program is dying. Like it, it is. You're not recruiting anybody. The the place is a ghost town for games. And you need to stop that as soon as possible. You need to stop the bleeding as soon as possible. And I think it's just like one or two more losses before herd will feel obligated to do such. I mean, you're becoming the laughing stock of college basketball and you got Jim Bayhom being like Kenny Payne needs a year three or maybe even a near a year four. And it's like when you get Jim Bayhom, just whatever he says, usually you want the opposite of it. Um, So it's a mess for you. Val. I am excited for that game tonight. Weirdly. Uh, it is a big spot for Bellerman. Like no matter how down Uval is or isn't down Roush uh, and they're very very down. Like it's a big deal for Bellerman just to be able to be competitive in these games because in normal times it's not supposed to be that way. So it's big for Bellerman's program to like build up more goodwill and I'm I'm rooting for him. Go Knights. Take care of business.
1: Swords up, baby. Is this uh? Yeah. Is this at the Yum Center?
2: Or are they going to go back to Freedom Hall for the what caramel that, corn? I f- I feel like if you were it would be like go to Freedom Hall. Maybe we get more novelty fans go into that game. Like uh-huh. the, the 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 basketball tournament had some pretty good crowds there. No, it's at the Yum Center though. And then I don't know. I, I think Spears dropped this nugget in here, and I'm so glad to hear it. But I think after this season, Bellerman's moving back to Knights Hall permanently. Yeah, correct. Wait, Great. next year they are. Yep. next year or the year after.
0: Next year. They're renovating Knights Hall now. Oh, okay. Yeah. By that's the way, awesome. by the way, TJ, you brought up Jim Beheim. Is are him and Jim Larenega brothers because they no. look so similar.
1: I think that's just being old. And maybe so yeah. that I might have something to do being, with it. I think it's just being old. Um <laughs> old all right, well, hey, uh, we, I, I wanted ahead. let's clean up before we move on to the text. Uh there was some football news yesterday. But uh, ACC SEC challenge, Alabama. They lost a mm-hmm. the stinker to Clemson. Clemson's first road win over an AP top twenty-five team since twenty sixteen.
2: Yeah, second Alabama.
1: Not, not not great, Bob. Not
2: Nate great. Oates, Nate Oates. He knows how to play the game. Get Nate Oates. Is that Brandon Miller? Ain't walking through that door, buddy. <laughs> Eighty-five, seventy-seven. What uh, else happened and, in the ACC-SEC? it challenge wasn't last night. really close in
1: that. Like Clemson, kind of, it was almost a buffer zone, in the opposite way, um, for for most of that night. So, uh, not a great result uh, for Nate Oats and Co. Uh, we, we there was a uh, there's a bunch of more tonight, but we also had uh, the ramble and wreck of Georgia Tech upset Mississippi State. Still oh, no!
2: Mississippi State was ranked. That was a big deal for them. They were undefeated. Oh, yeah. Ranked it on the road. Lost to South Carolina Texas. covered They're against United Notre United. Dame. Let's go. Missouri beat Pitt. That's actually not a great loss for Pitt. Ole Miss, nice win for them against Joel Justice and NC Gosh, State. Gosh,
1: they beat the crap out of uh, Kevin Keats and Co. 20-point victory. Um, the other result, LSU took a shellac into Syracuse. Uh, I don't know if that guy's going to be any good down there at LSU. The Murray State
2: guy, uh, Bohannon, Big yeah, Main. I mean,
1: there we go. Yeah. yeah. What did what
2: old, what? Our boy Damian Collins do? Let's see. Ooh, where's uh, he? He at? didn't play. LSU. Oh. How about? He didn't that? play. He must be hurt. Probably. Because it wouldn't make sense for him not to get in the game against freaking Syracuse, in a 23-point loss. Um. Yeah okay so SEC's still up though woohoo woohoo just means a little bit more you just
1: dork. means more tonight we get Tennessee at North Carolina if, uh, if Bellemann
2: wins today we get half a point we all agree okay. to that right
1: yeah yeah that 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 checks out a uh, And M at UVA so like two kind of low quality basketball teams I'm I'm really I loved uh, I think it was over Feast Week that you took a shot at Locke who was like complaining about the defense. When they scored thirty. Forty one points, points, 41
2: points. <laughs> he was like defense, let us down again. It was like 61 to 41. They got blown out by Wisconsin. I think He was like defense yeah. and just can't get it right. I was like, you scored 41 <laughs> points and you're blaming the defense.
1: I bet that atmosphere will be rowdy though, because of buzz Williams being at Virginia tech previously, you know, the, uh, the, the folks at John JPJ aren't, uh, aren't the biggest fans of him. Cause I believe Virginia tech had a couple big wins there during his tenure. So, uh,
2: wouldn't be shocked if uh, Buzz Williams may be L's next head coach, by the way.
1: I am going – yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've and heard- if I was a
2: UL fan, I think you could do a lot worse than that, dude. Yeah. I'd rather have Buzz Williams than Dusty May. I mean that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Buzz Williams more proof of concept than Dusty May, kind of a one-hit wonder in Conference USA. I don't and know. Where
2: is Buzz Williams not, like, turned a program into something better than it was? I, he is somebody that likes to be at some place for, like, four or five years, build them up, and then get out of town before, like, you know – the results pour in, but yeah. Marquette, Virginia Tech, now at A&M, all of them better than they were before he took over.
0: Isn't Dusty May the guy down at Florida Atlantic? Correct. Yeah. yeah, they've been playing well this year. They've had some decent wins. Oh my no, gosh, no, they're no, they're but,
2: a really good team, but I'm just not hiring a guy because he got, like, one group of good five-player collection one time in his life. I'd
1: yeah, we just – I mean, you'd take him because he's an IU guy too, Scoots. Yeah. You're, you're for a sucker. sure.
0: That's what it is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. What, what's the latest with the Hoosier? Scoots, give us
0: our Hoosier minute. Uh, we play, and that's the Hoosier minute, everybody. We, we uh, start. We actually start conference play on Friday against Maryland. Crazy. First <laughs> first day of December, and we're starting conference play
2: on uh, Friday. On Friday. Friday That's Night cool. Lights, baby. Yeah, Where's I'm, it
0: at? I'm ticked off. I don't even know because I won't even get, be able to watch it because I've got a game on Friday. Because you know Fridays are for high school sports. Mm. Exactly. Some, some say Indiana is a high school sport. Hey, Figured I'd say. I it really all day. See, uh,
1: how North Carolina plays though? I haven't watched them this year, and the Cats got them in what two weeks?
2: Yeah, it's hilarious that Tennessee goes from. I, I may have the order wrong here. Yeah, I think it went. Did it go Zach Eady, Hunter Dickinson, Armando Bacot, or was it Hunter Dickinson, Zach Eady, Armando Bacot? But their last three games are against the three best centers in college basketball, <laughs> which if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to be like, Hey, we're going to be battle tested. And they, and they are, uh, I, we all hate Tennessee and we all kind of joke at like Rick Barnes in March, but he has turned that into a much more Consistent real right program there. than Kwanzo yeah. Martin ever did. And, uh, really any of their Gooper coaches. i take any of them over Rick Barnes. He's doing a good job with them. But that is a wild stretch of big men to go against. Uh, and they don't have Plavisic, the European, to do dirty. See, and, I, I, dirty that's play. what I was thinking. It's like how many fouls would Plavisic have if – He'd he already be fouled out before he the game tonight. He, he would have gotten like six against Edie and then probably nine against Dickinson. So those would have carried over where he wouldn't have been allowed to play tonight, I think. Uh, but that is a wild stretch for Tennessee. Good games tonight. Duke traveling to Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas's had a kind of a rough start to their season. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. the SEC not as good as we thought.
1: Um, maybe Musselman just needs to take a shard off, and that'll get mm. them playing better.
2: That'd be so hot. Well, this what happens when you have former
1: Louisville players on your team, right? It just it drags the right. whole thing down. Which brings us to Arkansas. TJ, they're doing it. Bobby two point It worked out so well at Louisville that Arkansas was like, you know what, this Bobby Petrino guy, he's got it figured out. He saved Jimbo Fisher's job at Texas A&M with his inspiring offense. Let's bring him in to save Sam Pittman's job with some inspiring offense. And 10 years after the motorcycle wreck, Bobby Petrino is back in Fayetteville calling plays for the Razorbacks offense.
2: I I just needed a recording of him and his agent when the agent was like, hey, Bobby. Bobby, I'm not sure if Elko's keeping you around. And don't hang up on me, but I think I may have a spot for you. How how does the SEC sound? A place (laughs) that you're familiar with. You've been there before. And he's like, okay, well, I've traveled everywhere in the SEC, so I'm familiar with all the places. A place you used to call home, Bobby P. And you guess who just got a divorce? That former volleyball player. (laughs) He's like, I'm in. Say less. I'm totally down with that. I, I would love to. Uh, it's a wild move. It's a wild move just going back to Arkansas because of the press conference. I mean, if he didn't have a press conference with a neck brace, i think this is nothing. This is like a nothing burger. <laughs> but when you do a press conference after potentially getting beaten up by uh, a woman's hus- husband that you were having an affair with, allegedly, potentially, you can't You can't do that. You can't go back to it. And I'm a Bobby Vitrino's an offensive coordinator fan, Roush. Like, if he wanted to come to Kentucky and be the offensive coordinator, I think you could do a lot worse. I never want him to be a head coach again. He doesn't have the chops to be a head coach. That's been proven time and time again. But that dude knows offense. And did A&M, like, you know, did they exceed expectations offensively? No, but I think they were probably still better than they deserved to be offensively with having quarterback changes and all the stuff that they kind of went through down there. I, I, I think it's a good move by Arkansas. I just cannot believe he accepted the job given his history there. Uh if he's got any sense of humor, he shows up to his introductory press conference with a neck brace.
0: It's the it, only thing he can do. On a motorcycle? It is, it is, on a motorcycle, yeah. Which Rutherford said yesterday, he was like, which reporter is going to have the stones to ask him about the motorcycle incident in the opening press conference? <laughs> is, it, uh, is it
1: actually... Is Bobby Petrino still good, though? Like, that's... I. The jury is definitely still out because, I, you know, he... Playing an offense for Connor Wegman, Wegman gets hurt, um, and that you know Max Johnson was fine, but they still kind of labored at times to to score points. So, uh, I just I it's a it's another desperate move from Sam Pittman, but I I do love though the I love the fact that Arkansas fans are really just going hook, line, and sinker for it though because that they're 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 doing the same thing Louisville did right. And you know what? I don't think Louisville fans – give them truth serum. Are they – were they happy with the Bobby 2.0 experience? Like, was selling their souls to have the Lamar Jackson year that ended with the loss to Kentucky worth it to take your program and end up with Scott Satterfield for five years, right? Like, that's – was it worth it? Arkansas fans are going to be asking the same thing. Because if K.J. Jefferson stays and K.J. Jefferson is good – and they have a good year, then I, I I think Arkansas fans will believe it's worth it because that one pot from the Sugar Bowl they had before Bobby went on that fateful motorcycle ride, that is their um, their golden goose. That is their creme de la creme. That's what they've been trying to get back to, what they've been dreaming of for quite some time. So I think they're they're willing to sell their souls. I just I, I would have them ask Louisville fans, though, was it worth
2: it? Was it worth it? Yeah, but you of all fans are dumb. Trevor Kelsey's one of them. You may say unrelated to everything you just said and and that would be true. That'd be true. I, I, I you know, if you're Arkansas does it doesn't it matter. Like I mean, would Pitt, you go Pittman's get somebody going to get
1: fired this year anyway after next you... year anyway.
2: So. Yeah, would you go get somebody that's like so much better that would save Pittman's job in the program? Probably not. True, true. I am cur- like cuz that KJ
1: Jefferson is a good quarterback, good college quarterback that is really underperformed expectations. I'm curious if he's going to – if Bobby Petrino can convince KJ Jefferson to stay or if he'll do a super senior season elsewhere. Um, We'll find out December 4th when the portal opens. I love, TJ, that the portal isn't open except to grads and FCS players and lower division players, but a lot of people are just getting ahead of it and announcing their intent, so they kind of are like, hey, everybody – I'm over here. Like, I. they're, they're kind of letting coaches know. And reach out to me. We had uh, three of those yesterday. DeKel Crowdis, Jamarius Deakins, Grant Bingham. Um, I, you know, Justin Rowland reported a few months ago that Grant Bingham wasn't, hadn't been with the team. Um, him and Crowdis are both pretty big recruiting wins. Both four stars from the state of Kentucky that just didn't pan out. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, that, that part's so disappointing. so happy but. that
2: we won't have to answer DeKell Crowder's questions anymore, Roush. Yeah, fortunately, that wasn't a
1: talking point during the year, but he, he was fast, but uh, four catches in 20 games. So, the only one I can remember was a long one against Mississippi State where Will Levis kind of hit him on a throwback. Uh, but uh, Dinkins is one that, he. I mean, he just got recruited over. I really liked him, and he showed some some flash and some pop, but – I mean, he just – he got recruited over – he was a kid too, uh, TJ, that uh, he had a bad stuttering problem, and I just respected the hell out of him because he, like, didn't shy away from doing media stuff, and he would go to do, like, his speech therapy things, and he was he was actually excited to show off his improvements whenever he would do media. So, um, I have a feeling just his measurables, he's going to end up um, with a nice landing spot somewhere. Where, you know, if, if it's G5, he'll probably kick all kinds of ass, so – uh, but the biggest news of the day is that the big blue wall is staying intact, baby. Kentucky's going to have four out of its five starters back Marcus Cox, Eli Cox. We got a lot of Big Cox news yesterday because both of them announced they what, decided What kind of news did we day.
2: get? i oh, sorry, you broke up there
1: for me. What kind of news did a we get? It's Big Cox news because Marcus Cox and Eli Cox are back. And I know there um, have been some frustrations at times with Eli Cox. Um, But he is the biggest veteran in that room. Uh, He started in 32 games, I believe, 34 games, played in uh, just 50. That veteran presence is important. Uh, Whether he's playing, he's kind of got the shaft and all this inconsistency where he's had to bounce back from guard to center, guard to center uh, on two and three different occasions, kind of flip flopping, snip, snap, snip, snap. He's back, Marcus Cox, not having to go get a left tackle in the portal, like that—that's hard to find. Having him back is significant at that point, but it, for me, a lot of it comes back to continuity. I mean, four out of five starters are coming back, and the only one you're losing is Jamie Fox. You've got Cortland Ford, a guy you got from the portal last year. What you—you you hope that a year has done him some good in his development. Dylan Ray, I mean, Horsey. He was the veteran guy that you expected a lot from this year, and I bet he played in four, maybe five games. He wasn't—he missed the first three or four. He, he kind of got tagged with suspension for one, and then he was injured for the last two. So you're really bringing back most of your offensive line, and continuity has really killed them. The like that—that's just been a problem. So to have those four back, that's a great start to your to kind of set the foundation of what you're looking for in the transfer portal. Because I'm sure they're still going to look for a couple offensive linemen, but now there's not a sort of like, if we don't land X, we're cooked, right? So that, that, that those were two significant decisions uh, Tuesday afternoon. And you're uh, muted, TJ.
2: You, you feel like the focus was on the people that were departing, but you're right. The story is not that. The story is the people that are returning mm-hmm. and – I guess the question, Roush, that you have in a situation like this is do we feel good enough about the offensive line play that we're happy that it's going to be the same dudes doing it again for another year? Now, they'll get better, obviously, and you think hopefully a year older that you improve and all that, but are we – it, it, it's, it was an old uh, rejoin that Trevor used to yes. make back in the old sports soccer days. It's like, well, we're returning this many starters. Well, it's like, yeah, if your team sucked, who cares if you're returning starters? You may actually want to replace those guys. That's obviously not the situation with this offensive line. But do we feel good enough about the way they played this year? What grade would you give the offensive line? There's a radio thing for you.
1: Uh, I, I, It would be probably like B minus, you know, uh, there were definitely – some um, some great games, some bad, like it was very inconsistent. I think a lot of that comes with continuity. But the other part of this too, TJ, is there is a, we, we talk about in coaching searches, it's who do you get that's better, right? They kind of are where they are. They're kind of stuck. Offensive linemen are the most difficult Porter players to get because everybody needs good ones. I think you've, there's, there's two guys you're going to get back next year that I liked from a recruiting standpoint, and they just haven't played much, and that's Nick Hall and Ben Chrisman, guys who were injured for the year and out for the season. So when you look at the, the high school, the kind of what's happening underneath them, you kind of think that, that's, that that might be in a decent place moving forward. But a lot a lot of what it comes down to is can Jagger Burton, how, how, how much can he improve? Right, like you, you have high expectations for that kid, and he hasn't lived up to them. Um, so, like, how much, how much better is he going to get? I, I, I think a lot of the interior play, Ray has exceeded expectations. You need Burton too, and uh, to go back to it, if if now you you the floor is much higher, right? The floor is much higher. If you find somebody that kind of fits the mold that you want to go take it. you you can go take a risk on somebody if you, if you feel that need, because really the, the way that the portal, I I wrote about it yesterday and like it had kind of a scholarship camp. There is a, last year they had to do a lot of, we need this from a player standpoint, but some of it's plus money. Once you get your quarterback, like they, they have a lot of good. If, if there isn't master factions next week, there's probably going to be some surprises, but you, you do feel a lot better about the roster and not relying to like, go get starting left tackles, starting running backs, starting quarterbacks. Like that. that's asking a lot from one portal cycle. Uh, the demand isn't as high and you don't need a ton of need to go get starting cornerbacks. need to go get this on defense. Like there's here's a comparison. Kind
2: of here's a comparison, Roush. It's like, it's much better to be looking for a house when you don't need a house. Like if you're yes. happy with where you're at, but you're like, you know, we just need a little bit more room over the next year or two. Let's see if we find any if any places jump out, yes. and that's what UK can do. It's like we like what we've got, but if we find a piece that wants to come in that can upgrade, we're not gonna be afraid to hurt anybody's feelings here. We'll go get them, but we don't have to. Like we're that's fine great. where we're at. We're not gonna and, and
1: that's p- usually when you find the house that you want, right? Is not when yes, you're rushing, yes, it's when you're. Before we got the house at uh, you know our home, uh, like I called my money man, was like, yeah, I think we're good on this down payment. We're not we're not finding a house anytime soon, and I think we had a contract
2: within a week. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. when you least expect it. Sometimes the best things happen. And normally if you're like trying to rush into a place and you're like, well, we gotta be out by this time, so we gotta find a place by this time, you end up at the place you don't you don't love, or a place that you end up moving out of a couple of years, or a place that just doesn't work out. And if you're in a spot where you're like, We have to go fill this position, if you miss on that, and and we'll do this exact thing with quarterback, by the way. If you miss on that, then you know the hassle of moving? Some people say it's more stressful than dying. Yep. So, like, you know, you don't want to miss on it. You don't want to mess up on it. And you don't want to miss on an important position in the portal. So, as fewer, like, swing and misses you have to take, I think the better that you are. And, then again, like the Georges and Alabamas, they'll go to the portal and they'll go get a guy here and there. But a lot of times they rely on what they have. And, Roush, I think you talked about this better than I ever could. That, And I think that's part of the issue with, like, UK's program maybe taking a step backwards the last two years or at least not continuing to take big leaps forward is that instead of it being program-based build within, it was, all right, well, let's go get that guy. Okay. We need to go get that guy. You need to find a healthy blend of that. And I'm happy that the offensive line is going to have a little bit more stability. I really am. I think that's a big deal.
1: Well, and that also helps when finding a quarterback, which yesterday, yes, and uh, a running back for what it's worth. Yep, that's true. Uh, yesterday, we got confirmation that Kentucky has been in contact with Will Rogers, who I know a lot of fans aren't the biggest fans of at Mississippi State, and also um, one Will Howard from Kansas State. Who, TJ, I'm curious your
2: thoughts. Have you watched some of the highlights for him? No, I, you know, again, like I, I can, I can talk out of my hiney with the best of them. I, I just didn't watch enough Kansas State. I, I, I watched probably three of their games. And the only thing I can say is that like quarterback play never really jumped out one way or another. I never yeah. watched one of their games and was like, man, that little quarterback's good. And I never watched. And I was like, Kansas State's offense so putrid. It, it just, it was unnoticeable. So I don't really know. I'm going to trust what you have to say yeah. about it. And what luck it has to say about it and people that know more about it than I do.
1: Because I, I did do the multiple highlight packages yesterday. My greatest Kansas State memory, aside from watching that thrilling Big 12 championship last year where, I mean, Howard made some big, big-time throws, big-time plays in that loss to TCU. Uh, were they – hell, it went kind of right down to the wire there. Um, but was them losing to Missouri this year. I had a lot of – I was heavily invested in the Wildcats in that game, and Emal didn't get it done uh, because of the thicker kicker.
2: But here's the thing, TJ. The thicker kicker has been breaking hearts all across the country. All, all year long. 6'5". Mm-hmm. He's, bo-
1: he's a big boy. Six five two forty six. 246. He runs it like – he. You can do a lot of the Will Levis stuff, and like really, his numbers are very comparable to Will Levis. Um, so like, the the he'll be depending on who hits the portal next week. He's going to be at least a top five guy in the portal. And if you want to pick apart at him, you can because that's what guys do. But the the re, the biggest reason why he's on the move uh, for his I I think he has only one year left. Uh, the biggest reason why he's on the move, though, is they signed a top 100 prospect. And they they did the Brian Brom thing uh, last year, TJ, where they, he was their big, shiny recruit, and he would play like two or three drives a game, and then they're handing him the keys. That was what they did when Lafors was there, when Force was Conference Player of the Year, but they still gave Brian like two series a game. So they did that with Avery Johnson. Will Howard's like, all right, I get it. I need to go somewhere else because you all are giving the offense to him. So he's one of those that, um, I I don't know I, I don't know if Kentucky, Kentucky should you know walk um, carefully into all this but they're among his five top schools according to Nacos him Auburn Missouri um, Louisville I believe was also in there so uh, one to keep an eye on that I do think has a pretty high floor if you bring him in here because of his running ability he's got a good all like he, he can make some big throws and he plays pretty fearless. Um, in some of those big plays in that big, 12 championship game, 18 and eight as a starter over the last two years.
2: That's that's comes from winning football. That's good. You are right about that. Okay. Uh, I was just saying like, so far, all the names in the portal, nothing's really made me want to do the old Jimmy shimmy. Like I haven't got ex- like Tyler Van Dyke. I'm out on Will Rogers. I'm out on that being said, I, I know the Devin Leary thing didn't work out to the capacity of which we wanted I do think Liam Cohen deserves a little bit of, it's such like a terrible radio thing to say, but I do think he deserves a little bit of like benefit of the doubt. And it's a terrible radio thing to say is because like, we're supposed to be tough on him. We're not supposed to, you know, you got to get it right. Don't mess it up. This is big time football. But if Cohen finds a quarterback that he likes Roush and like, it doesn't make sense to a lot of us, we we're we're totally obviously allowed to be skeptical, but has Cohen, Totally betrayed our trust in any sort of capacity to make us think that he's not a good football mind. This offense wasn't always what we wanted it to be this year, but when you got a quarterback that can't throw it over the line of scrimmage, I'm not so sure that's Liam Cohen's fault in, in its entirety. And then, of course, he has his health scare. He goes up in the press box. Does that have anything to do with it? Well, Roush, you mentioned it on Monday that he's down on the field for that UK UL game, and the offense literally never looked better. So, overall, it's a bad radio take. It's a little fanboyish. I understand that. But I am going to kind of just even if I don't love who they bring in, I'm going to trust Cohen a little bit. As long as he gets a guy that he wants and it doesn't feel like he's scrambling and having to settle. If he goes gets his first option, even if I don't love it, I I'm going to default to the guy that gets paid millions of dollars a year to do this job. And also, even if it's a guy that I love, I've got to tell myself that, hey, I thought Devin Leary was going to be the answer to all
1: of our problems last year, and look how that turned out. So,
2: if, if it's a guy that I love, and I haven't heard a name yet of a guy that I love, I I, I will be obnoxious though. So I'll you you can do that. I'll be obnoxious.
1: My, my favorite part is uh, the Brock Vandergriff case because Brock Vandergriff, if he does hit the portal, it won't be until much later in the process, and it'd just be a lot of got to do a lot of back channeling to make sure that that thing would have because he's he's george's backup right and he would hit the portal if carson beck doesn't go to the nfl draft so um and then to watch that but that's like a waiting game that you almost can't afford to play that waiting game with him unless you know it's a sure thing that a lot of stuff's going to happen but it's probably too risky to play that game
2: We need to take our last break. We'll come back. We'll get back to UK's big win over number eight, Miami, where they move up in the polls next week. And uh, unfortunately we're getting to like the week of game sort of deal for UK basketball. I don't like that. We hate it. We hate it. It makes the winter a little bit worse, but we'll come back. We'll wrap up this show. It's a fun time to be a UK sports fan. It's always a great time to be a listener of Kentucky roll call. One final segment coming up next.
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and
2: Roush. No, the guy with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. Welcome back. One final segment Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roush, it is like. It's good for us because this is our profession to a certain degree. But it is embarrassing just how, like, naturally proud I am that, like, the place that I went to school has a bunch of good teenagers playing basketball this year. And it just makes me feel like a better human than – like, I'm going to walk – like, you know, after the show, I'm probably going to see my wife. And I'm just going to look at her and just be like, I am better than you because my favorite school has a better basketball team than you. It is really embarrassing to just, like – carry yourself differently because you love UK's basketball team. But that's where I'm at. That's yep. where I'm at. I had a great time at the game last night. It was a great atmosphere. It wasn't quite UNC 2009, although it was the freshman coming out party to college basketball. So I'm going to give myself half a point on that one. Uh, my voice is a little sore. <laughs> you know, they give away Chick-fil-A for for free throws. Oh, you can't get it. Shout All out right. to the wife. She went to uh, Thornton's. Got me the big 80, 89 cents thirty two ounce. And they got the up now. Nice. Uh, real nice, Clark. I'm, I'm very excited about it. But like, so you know, they they're doing the free throw thing. I know I'm not going to probably get the the benefit of the reward, but it's a it's a fun gimmick and it gets Rupp involved and everybody's in on it. So like, first one, I'm just, ah! I kid you not, my mom just hit me. She hit me. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, Mom, I'm cheering. She's like, you're a 32-year-old. Stop. I was like, okay, Janie, we're going to have an issue here. Like, Mom, we're going to have a problem. Like, I I get into the games a bit. You know, I won't – like, I'm not going to, like, say obscenities and do that sort of thing. But, like, I I like to clap. I like to get into it a little bit. Um, It was a fun – I could talk for five hours about just my experience with my family. That was – my mom – my brother my sister and me and that's what it was growing up and i i love my dad very much like you know we had we had they they were divorced so you all were the traveling crew yeah it was it was kind of us four growing up and here i'm thinking it's going to be like this fun sentimental like you know when's the last four us four ever did anything together it's been forever and that is, like, a thing about life that you take for granted is, like, you know, one time at the dinner table is probably going to be the last time that, like, you're all together. And it is sad. So I was super excited. We were going to go to Jeffrey. All we did was just talk about death and fight the entire time. And <laughs> my mom hit me. It, it, you know, in, in some ways, it was actually, like, our perfect family get-together because, like, we just went back to bickering. Like, you know, my mom was doing the dishes too loudly and Lauren was climbing up the stairs. You know, like, you know, family, stupid family stuff that happens when you're a kid. It was a really really fun game, and I I will never forget it. It was a fun trip, and it just makes it so much better. Roush, that this team is so enjoyable to watch that like you really truly can't take your eyes off of them. No more stall ball, no more, and and he gets a bad rap, and Devin Askew gets a bad rap, but like no more severe Wheeler dribbling the air out of the ball, just pounding that bad boy like he's mad at it. Uh, don't this say is his fun. name. We don't this have is fun. to. No, he, you yeah. know, and, 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 and you're right. It really isn't fair to him to get brought up in it. But like that was a style of play that people did not like. This is a style of play people do like. It's not mm-hmm. totally his fault. It's not totally Devin Askew's fault. But right. we just need an upgrade of talent and we have it again. Like we, just like I say yesterday, yesterday on yesterday's show, which was probably slightly a dumb comment. Like I want NFL talent at quarterback for UK football, Um, I, I want NBA talent at everything for UK basketball and Roush, we're back to that. It had been a bit, but we're back to it. The, uh, and we're seeing the results and we're having fun again.
1: The it, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that though. Cause I just listened to the Cal show on uh, Monday. He mentioned Shaden Sharpe's name and it was like, <gasps> like, I, I felt like somebody just said Voldemort, you know, <laughs> like I was just so thrown off. But yeah, uh, oh man it is it is good kentucky went from averaging seventy four and a half points a game last year to ninety four and a half right now it's early but they're they're moving they're grooving they're a lot of fun and um it's also only november i mean it's november 29th we got a long ways to go we got more fun games on the horizon and i'm glad that you had that experience with your family i know there's plenty of other people who similar uh times on a tuesday night
2: so th-
1: this this one, this one felt real good. This one felt real good.
2: Uh, I, I, it, it was. I was very happy to get that memory and moment last night. And even, even with fun family bickering, like you know, we were hugging after a big three and high fiving, and it was, it was awesome. So did you? It, it was
0: awesome. Did they end up missing two free throws in the second <laughs> half, or no? You know, I think they did, but I'm not 100 percent sure. the first half, it, they definitively did. The first half, that same guy missed four in a row. And I was like, 40, "Whoa!" It
2: seemed like it. Yeah, that was crazy.
0: Oh, it was awesome. There was God bless Kentucky more. athletics. There was
2: more multiple opportunities. I'm pretty
1: sure they got one of them. So,
2: let's yeah. get back to the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I'm just gonna go through the. I'm, I'm going straight from the tap. Okay, um, Roush. I know you don't have access to it. Okay. You just respond to him, baby. I'll respond. Uh, texter says, uh, "My buddy Adam sent in the picture of Reed Shepard on the." Um, Oh that meme that's making the round. Oh where he's doing the Kevin James like Yeah, the Kevin James one. Right? Oh yeah. lot. But, I mean it's
0: it's classic. By the way TJ, I know you were at the game so you didn't see it, but during the broadcast they flashed a picture up. Do you remember this Roush? Who would they show Reed with?
1: It was it was Reed with Carl Towns. Yeah, and that's right. Reed it, is 11 years old and he looked with Carl
0: looked the exact same as it, he does it, today.
1: It looked like it was an autograph tour through London too. Uh, they just had the the backdrop of like one of those sporting goods stores Man. and I was like
2: God, we are so old. Like, what the hell? Oh, we're old, baby. That's a fact, Jack. Uh, His haircut has been a big topic of conversation with my family and even people around us at the arena.
1: It was. It was also Jay Bill was mentioned too that it was like, wow, he's got the same haircut then he as does, he does now, yeah. just a little bit taller.
2: <laughs> there, there is some people that think that that is like a beautiful haircut, head of hair, and there's other people that think it's a terrible haircut, head of hair. I mean, it's definitively a good head of hair. It's oh just, yeah. yeah. Is it in a good formation at its current stature? Uh, these are the important things, and why you listen to Kentucky Roll Call.
1: It's it's not a chili bowl. It's faded into it, but it, it gives you the chili bowl vibes.
2: Yeah, you almost should just do chili bowl. Like get get <laughs> dunked and schooled on by chili bowl Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it. No. Just make yourself look. Put on rec specs too. He still would be dominant. You know, it. The, like make yourself look as goofy as possible cause cause as you you're just schooling like, everybody. Oh my god, hit. when he crossed that dude. And he took that like 19 footer and didn't go in. It was one of his few misses. When he crossed that dude, like, oh, he's such a good basketball player at Roush. He's oh, so good. Oh, man.
0: He's so and good.
2: And it just so happens he's a Kentuckian to me. I, I really would have the same react. Like, I-, I feel that way with Dillingham from time to time. Some of Dillingham's layups, God, it's just such a fun team. It is such a fun team, and I and let's all hope DJ is going to be fine. And I appreciate Dylan Ballard providing us some updates. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. He takes amazing pictures. Uh, just everything he does, is pretty good. Um, hopefully, it's nothing serious with DJ. Yeah, but like, even if it were Roush, even if it were not ideal, terrible luck, blah blah blah. I mean, God has it out against us, maybe. We'd be okay, I think. Like I think this team can still be okay. And that just speaks to the depth of it. Hopefully he's totally fine and we'll see him in the next game. But yeah, this does this does start the we play on Saturday, so enjoy that. That's kind of a normal SEC Tuesday Saturday, Tuesday Saturday. But then after Saturday, I don't think they play again for 8 days or something, maybe a week, and then it's a week it, and so Saturday Saturday it's we've got Saturdays kid. until the Louisville game. So, uh, we're, we're going to get Camp Cal quotes out the Wazoo. He's feeling himself again. Oh, so, yeah. we're going to get the Camp Cal. Like, you guys don't know UK basketball until you've been through Camp Cal.
1: We also, um, uh, as far as DJ's injury, like that, that's one of the side effects. If you miss three weeks coming up, you're missing three games instead of six. Right. Like that. Because you mentioned it when we were talking over the summer about Cal and his injury stuff part of the fatigue of Cal's quotes on it is he gets asked about it more often because they play more games. Mm -hmm. And so when a guy misses a month of football and hell, if there's a bias sprinkled in there, he might only miss three games. If you miss a month of basketball, you can miss eight to 10, right? So like the the injuries, it feels a little bit more magnified. Uh, At least the timing of it, if he's got to miss three weeks, like UNC might be the only significant, UNC might be the only good team that Kentucky plays during that stretch that he'll be absent for. And you, you feel like you've got enough guards to, to handle that. And also you're probably going to get Aaron Bradshaw back. Cause we got him back in warmups last night. He's practicing. Um, that, that that's going to be fun. Whenever that happens, I don't know if it's going to be
2: this Saturday or if they'll hold off till next, but that, that that's exciting too. Uh texter on the Thornton sex line. That's a good point about the UNC game. I mean, that pin game could be tricky, but like, you know, this team should be okay. And if they're not, then they'll still be okay. And in, in the grand scheme of things, John here, good morning to all. Wow. This team's awesome. A lot of talent. And they're still improving. I believe Reed is our best player. He does it all and does not estate. To me, the young man's ready for the NBA. We'll got to go talk to you later, John. I think there was a typo there. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But I, your overall sentiment's great. You picked UK to win by 12. It wasn't enough points when it was all said and done, John. Uh, you 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 called the comfortable win, though. I'll give you that one. And yeah, we're all big fans of Reed Shepherd. Say text in and say, 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 say. oh, say a lot of text. <laughs> um a bunch of unselfish MFers. Dillingham has 40 assists, nine turnovers. Reed 25, 9, <laughs> 28, 7 for Trey three players in the top 80 and assist turnover ratio in the entire country with DJ 23 assists, nine turnovers while missing three fourths of the Miami game is insane. 116 assists to 35 turnovers, 3.3 3 to one. Just those four players. Wow. Say awesome stats. Not always the most fun to say on radio, right. but yeah, but, this team's just nuts.
1: And well, one thing, um, one of Drew's buddies, uh, Corey tweeted this out. The, um, and it's, it's always the part that, like, gives me PTSD. It's when they went to the kind of, all right, let's 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 take 20 seconds off the shot clock and then go do something. I got so frustrated with that. But, as Corey said, Rob Dillingham's got the ball now in those situations. And good things happen when Rob Dillingham's got his hands on the ball and he's got to go make something happen with 10 seconds on the shot clock. It's a lot different than when you're doing that with Xavier uh-huh. Wheel or Devin uh-huh. Ask or whatever it might well- be. So – yeah, I know. I know I shouldn't bring him up. But, like, that that works when you have the right guys in place to make things happen, especially when
2: you're up. By, I mean, it was, like, 29 points. And it's like, all right, let's get out of here. I couldn't uh, believe the score at different times. Like, I had to, like, I, I, just several different times, I had to be like, this is a beatdown. Because you're just having so much fun, you forget to look. Like, you forget to look up to see just how many points you get scored. Uh, the text say goes on, he's got several texts. I was at the game, Dickinson over the back, the entire game, uncalled fouls plus Cal substitution mistakes were the only reason Kansas beat us. That's why I was a little frustrated by that game is just cause like UK was better. That win would be nice on the resume when it was all said and done, but I, but I, but I said, I was like, no big deal. They'll be fine. It's just, we may want that one on selection Sunday. I still stand by that. I still stand by the substitution things that I said, but Cal's learning. This team's learning. We're all learning. Uh, Uh, That was why I was, you know, you weren't going to panic over that, but you do wish like I wish they played tomorrow against Kansas Roush. I have no doubt we'd beat them.
1: Oh, yeah. I think there's a confidence thing with
2: this team, too, that like, you know, going against Kansas, like, hey, two years ago, this team won the national championship. They've got the best center in college basketball. Big stage. Go out there. Have fun. And they, they answered the call for the most part, but unfortunately couldn't couldn't close out the game. There's a chance – I'm I'm
1: I'm pulling it up right now. There's a chance that Dewan Harris Jr. hit more threes against Kentucky than he's hit in every other com- game – combined game the rest of the season. Like, he had one point the other night. Um, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, he had five threes. He's hit one since. Five threes against Kentucky. He's one of two they – play,
2: They played in Maui. Four, they
1: played seven, a ton of games. He's one of nine in threes in every other, and he was five of six against Kentucky.
2: And granted, you know, we gave like we we should have probably had a handout a little bit better. But even still, uh, yeah. that's all right, though. That's okay. Even with the Kansas loss, the team's going to be totally fine. Totally a, a, a lot of games to make up for it. And that UNC one is kind of the next big one that you circle and you look at. And that's going to be awesome. I going be another great game.
0: I actually told Gil last night, I'm really glad that you all lost against Kansas because this has a makeup of a team that could challenge the 76 Hoosiers. And I'm I'm not trying to get everybody all crazy hyped, but getting that early loss out of the way because this team really would have scared me in that record chase. The,
2: the, I, I love it, Scoots. I really do love that. Um, I just think they'll have an off shooting night, and they'll lose. You know, they'll, they'll 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 drop a couple games. I still think that like the goal should be a one seed. The goal should be win the SEC, win the SEC tournament, be a one seed. We need to get back to not taking those things for granted. And and the one seed thing. I know some people get worked up about it. I don't get so worked up between a one and a two, but like, let's roll. I think we're the best team in college basketball. Let's prove it throughout the regular season. Um, And then we'll prove it in March too. But let's start valuing those conferences, winning the conference again, Roush. I I think maybe I'm just talking to myself, but like, I think as a program, we don't really care because we always play for March, but I'm sick of Tennessee getting a little chesty Arkansas. They learned their place when Antonio Reeves shut them down last year but we need to get back to it with like trophies and nets and stuff like that. So start there, get a one seed. Everything will take care of itself. Say says most CEOs are not the smartest person in the room, but effective CEOs hire the smartest people. And that's exactly what Cal has done. Yeah. Um, Another texter says he wants me to get this one in. I need to. Uh, Oh, the one you want to get in is about Matt Jones. Come on. No, We're not doing that. Matt Jones is the same. All credit to coach Welch resentment rules live lives rule lives for some rule lives there we go tougher to get over than they will admit some of these folks hate cal too much to fully enjoy this uber talented team sad uh, i I get that they, and I'm not this has nothing to do with Matt I get that there's people that do or don't like cal or they may be sick of them or they, they've got their concerns but if you're not going to enjoy this team that's totally on you just, like, that's totally on you, and uh, you're going to miss out on a really fun season. So, I, I think most people put that stuff to the side, Roush.
1: Yeah. Uh, when you're beating the crap out of it, it was the largest margin of victory against a top-10 opponent in Rupp Arena history.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, some people drop the untrue narrative about Dillingham being too reckless yet. Yeah, look at the games. He isn't that. He's not turning the ball over. He's not making careless passes or taking stupid shots. Totally agree with that, text. that That's a great and, and, point. And that one also
1: defies, too, like, Jack watched him a lot. He was very well connected to that recruitment. It's even defined Jack's expectations that
2: I think that motivated him. They're like, Oh, yeah. you all don't think I can play within the reins. Well, watch sure. this. And dude, he's a great basketball player. If he's just a little bit bigger, he'd be in the conversation for the number one pick, I think. Uh, but that will belong to Reed Shepard. Unfortunately, everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for listening. I hate Man. that we're out of time. I hate just that we can't get to all the texts, but I do around. love the show.
1: I love the show's, I love the show's growing.
2: I love that people are excited about this. And, uh, uh, you know what? I love you all. Everybody have a great Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Nick Roush and Justin Catlin. Go Knights! All I
0: do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get up. And every time I step up in the building, everybody's hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. Yeah.